where it's our month of manifestation. And for that reason, all throughout the month of January, this has been our focus, even in the place of prayer, even in the place of study, just begin to understand God's mind as he relates this subject. Praise the Lord. And so quickly, we'll just read our Bible passage for today. And I'm reading from the book of Romans, chapter 8, from verses 26 to 30. Praise the Lord. And it says, in the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what to pray. We, know, we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes before God on our behalf of God's people in accordance to God's will. Verse 28. And it says here that and we know with great confidence, hallelujah, we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. And verse 29, it says, for those whom he foreknew and loved, and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and ultimately share in his complete sanctification so that he should be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored amongst many believers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. It says, declared free of guilt of sin and those whom he justified he also glorifies raising them to a heavenly dignity i don't know about you but if you understand the context of this scripture i want to believe that joy and delight would spring forth from your heart knowing fully well that what i have been set free every accusation of the devil over me before god i have been what exonerated of them all why? Because Jesus has paid the price for me. Hallelujah. Again, I just pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that, Lord, you will speak to the heart of the hearers, that everyone who hears be blessed. Let this word bring about a transformation, that your name and your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, I prayed. Hallelujah. I'm excited again to be with you this morning. It's my joy and my delight to bring the word of God to you and i say this without mincing word because if you understand the design of what god's word is aimed to accomplish in your life then you would understand that what you are in for a treat you know scientifically speaking we are told that every time we come under the sun um we begin to get vitamin D okay. I, I can't remember. Don't blame me anyways. Uh, but uh, the whole idea is, is that for every time you come under the sun, particularly in the morning, the whole idea be or the benefits of being under the sun is that what there are certain benefits that accrue to you and your lifestyle the same thing happens to the word of the lord when you come under god's word you're receiving vitamins to your spirit that will bring about a transformation in your life 
praise the name of the lord hallelujah okay and so for those of us who are writing this morning um the title of my sermon is destiny matters part two praise god destiny matters part two I, I say it's part two because for those of us who joined us last week we kicked off um this teaching for us to explore what god's mind is concerning our destiny and for me i, I want to say that i was the first partaker of this sermon particularly because i was marvelously blessed as a matter of fact um i had to go during the week on my way to work just to listen to the sermon again and and just to bless my life because for me i was remarkably blessed by this sermon praise god and so just by way of um introduction you know for those of us who are on spotify or on apple podcast or whatever it is any podcasting platform perhaps um just look for place of victory church you would find our sermons there and i'm sure you will be better off for it in jesus name amen and so just by way of recapping what we went into last week i began by saying that when we are talking about the subject of destiny the very question that must be asked first and foremost is what who are you who are you and this question is important particularly because when you're talking about destiny cannot start until you are able to establish your identity praise god i say it again destiny starts when identity is known because if destiny equates to a destination then you must understand that as our faces are different so our destinies also are different and so what my destiny is as jeffrey and so forth will be different from you who is watching me today your destiny is different and so in that light you must begin to ask yourself that question who am i because who are you or who you are rather would be one of those peculiar questions that must be answered if indeed you're to fulfill your destiny and i carried on by saying that the reason why this is important is simply because your destiny is unique to you as a matter of fact it's bespoke for those of us who like our, our clothes fitted or bespoke your destiny was tailor-made for you nobody can wear your destiny for you it is designed just for you and for you alone and i carried on by saying that destiny is of two dimensions i say it's of two dimensions because number one as a collective in terms of being the body of christ there is a certain destiny god has designed for the bride of christ the bride of christ here being the church the ecclesia you and i there is a destiny unique to us that god ordained for us that is a collective destiny and that destiny here i said that is the overarching collective destiny of the believer in the sense that when you read romans chapter 8 verse 29 it says for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that might be the firstborn among many brethren pardon me for rushing because i i am mindful of the time and i want us to be able to address what god will have us look into today so in summary of the first dimension is simple the body of christ the bride of christ our collective destiny is such that we must conform to the image of the son of god hallelujah and this person is no other person but our lord jesus christ hallelujah however the second dimension of destiny is talking about how it relates to you and i said that if the body of christ when you look at the body 
if the destiny of the body is to be conformed to the image of Christ, then that's fantastic. But you understand that in a body, biologically speaking, every part of the body performs different functions. Praise the Lord. Every aspect of the human body performs different functions. My hand cannot work for me because if I try to work on my hands, eventually I will get exhausted. I cannot stand on my hand for 24 hours, but I can stand on my legs for 24 hours because my leg was designed to carry the weight of my body. Praise God. And so when I stand on my hands, I might do that as a matter of doing a trick or a gymnastic trick, but based on the biological design of man, my the bones of my hands were never designed to carry the entire weight of my body and so in that light paul began to say that in first corinthians 12 verse 12 it says that for as the body is one and has many members that key thing there is many members the members of the body have different functions and so in that light if you and i are the body of christ we have respective functions that we must carry out but at the end of the day it is the collective that is accomplishing that design. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I went ahead to that there is an identity crisis. I say that because the reason why many people are not working in destiny is simply because there is an identity crisis. And I said that because, number one, we see we live in a society where what men think they are supposed to be women women think they are supposed to be men and all of a sudden you find yourself that, that, that there is a mismatch in terms of identity and the reality of it is what except you are able to answer the question of who you truly are destiny fulfillment remains at stake and unfortunately social media the society is not even making things any easier why because there are certain expectations that are capped to our identities for instance if you're a man you're supposed to be this and be that but you're not limited to that only what god has called you to be should dictate what and what you should not do praise the lord and i said that the aim of all this identity crisis is simple the reason why this crisis exists is simply because the enemy has an agenda and the enemy's agenda is to derail Praise God. The enemy's agenda is to derail destinies. The whole idea behind this and the perfect way to capture this is the fact that your destiny is, your destiny and you is like the relationship between the train and the trail and the train tracks. Praise God. I'll say that again. The, the relationship between you and your destiny can be equated to the relationship between a train and the train tracks. And so you understand that what the moment the train goes off track, it's never going to get to its destination. That's the same thing. And so the enemy's agenda is that what? He wants to take you off your tracks because the reality of it is what? The devil cannot change your destiny. Your destiny was predestined by God. That's why Romans 8 verse 29 says, To him who he called, to him he predestined. There is a predestination. It was designed before you were born. Jeremiah put it best in Jeremiah 1 verse 5. God told Jeremiah and said, Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Even Paul understood this well when he said, I think it was in the book of Galatians, he said, I, Paul, a servant of God, 
who was set apart from my mother's womb to be an apostle. In other words, there is a unique assignment designed for you. However, the enemy cannot change that assignment, but the best he can do is to make sure what you don't go in the direction of that destiny. And so the whole idea why God will have you here today is that he wants to galvanize the events in your life to make sure that you are on track. Because remember, the reward only goes to the one who finishes the race. Praise God. I said it again. Your reward, you are only rewarded when you finish the race. You know, for me, sometimes I enjoy to play video games. And one of the video games I love to play is car racing. And the car racing, you understand that, you know what, if your car should crash and it restarts and you begin to go in the opposite direction, the reality of it is even if you go past the finish line, you are never concrete or the race is not completed. Why? Because you did not go in the appropriate direction. And so the whole idea behind today's service is that God wants to bring you in alignment to what he wants you to do. That's a proof that when we see what God said in the anchor text that, that, that we read in the verse 28, it says that what, and we know with great confidence that what God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together when it comes to the subject of destiny. Another question that we must ask ourselves is where are you? And the reason why this is important is because when, if we're able to determine where we are in life, then we are able to establish the necessary steps uh, to take. I recall last week, I gave the example and I said, for those of us who are driving, or perhaps you're, you're, you're not even driving, and you find yourself stranded in the city and it's raining heavily, and you ask yourself, okay, fine, I need to call Pastor Jeffrey for help. And, I, and you call me, and the first thing I will ask you is, okay, fine, where are you and the reason why i'm asking that is because so i know where to meet you and so the reason why the destiny question where are you is highly important is because we need to know where to meet you a very good example is what genesis 3 verse 8 to 9 god mind you god is omniscient there is nothing hidden from the eyes of god but as a result of adam and eve's disobedience god asked adam and eve a very very interesting question in genesis 3 from verse 8 to 9 the bible says that that what and they heard the sound of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the bible said that what and adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of god the reality of it is what can they really hide from god the answer is no because nothing is hidden from the eyes of god and the bible says that what and then the lord called adam and said to him where are you Adam, where are you? The reason was because God wanted us to understand that if God is to meet us, we must first of all identify where we are. Because the Bible tells us that what God met them where they were and in his mercy covered them in sheep's clothing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I began to give matters of destiny. I said that number one is that what your destiny as an individual, as a child of God, is that your destiny is unlimited in scope. There's no limit to what you can become in life. All we understand is that what the Bible said that the path of the just is like a shining light and it shines brighter and brighter onto a more perfect day. Number two is that what your destiny precedes you. In other words, it was predetermined by God before 
before you were born, even before your parents met. Your parents met because they needed a mechanism to bring you about. Praise God. That's to tell you how special you are. God will never break the protocols of mankind in the sense that for a child to be born, a man and woman must come together for them to be able to give birth to a child. Praise the Lord. I don't intend to digress, but you know, just to show how God intended for humanity. Assuming Joseph and Mary were intimate and they conceived a baby, that baby has no potential to deliver mankind. And the answer is simple because that child would have the what? The degenerated nature of mankind. This is why Mary, the child, had to be immaculate, conceived of the Holy Spirit, of a pure breed, of whom there is no what? Variation in. And so for that reason, your destiny precedes you. The reason why your parents met in the first place, whether your parents met legitimately or illegitimately, it does not matter. Praise God. All that matters is that what God needed to give birth to you on the earth. And he searched for a man and woman to come together because by their coming together, he needed to birth a solution to humanity. And so if it makes you feel good, fine. But the truth of the matter is that what you that is watching me this morning you are a solution to humanity if not god will have no need of you this is why your destiny is 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 your destiny matters more than you, you can ever imagine and i carried on to say that what your past mistakes does not determine your destiny your past mistakes does not terminate your destiny rather and i say that because someone said that your history has no influence on who you become praise god your history has no influence on who you become number four is that what you were chosen by god the bible says in john 15 verse 16 that you did not choose me i god chose you there is a reason why god chose you of many people on the earth god found it unique sorry god found it worthy that you should be the one praise god and so with that conviction you must understand that what you were chosen for a reason praise the lord i said here again that what your manifestation in destiny would benefit a generation failure to manifest your destiny your generation could be what be denied of your gift of your of your potential praise god i carried on saying that what your destiny can never be mismanaged by god your destiny can never be mismanaged by god proverbs 3 verse 6 tells us that what's simple it says that what in all your ways trust in the lord your god with all your heart in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path and so if you're able to trust god with your destiny i guarantee you that what your destiny would never be mismanaged praise the lord hallelujah and finally i said here that what destiny is not to be decided by you your destiny is to be discovered praise god your destiny is to be discovered proverbs 25 verse 2 tells us that what it is the glory of god to conceal a matter but the honor of kings is to search it out praise god and so part of what this service is designed to do is to help you discover who am I supposed to be? And so for the sake of today's sermon, we're looking at the 10 demands of destiny. Praise God. 
the 10 demands of destiny the 10 demands of destiny i encourage you this sermon is such that you need to listen to it over and over again because i promise you in the name of the lord jesus christ your life will not remain the same praise god your life would not remain the same god has designed it that today is your day of visitation praise god today is your day of visitation hallelujah and i said that in the 10 demands of destiny we start so for the sake of today's service we'll be looking at five of those demands and next week we'll conclude the other five praise god and so here first and foremost we start off with what desire praise god desire how you discover your destiny starts with what a desire there must be something in your heart that is not desired but any by anybody but you praise god there is something tugging within you that is yearning for expression and i'll give you a good example when you read the book of acts chapter 7 verse 23 acts 7 verse 23 the bible tells us of moses it says that now when moses was 40 years old it came into his heart praise god and so if you're descending enough which is one of other demands of, of destiny you would know when there is a prompting within you there is something within you yearning to do certain things and unfortunately right unfortunately this is one of my my pet peeves is when people begin particularly christians when they say oh something in me was telling me it's, it's not something this is the holy spirit talking to you because the bible says that what all scripture was written by the inspiration of the holy ghost hallelujah and so if you are going to fulfill destiny it will be as a result of what inspiration you are inspired to do something of all the things to do why is it that desire that the lord placed on your heart perhaps it is for you to be a voice for those who are experiencing domestic violence take for instance like mother teresa for her there was this burning there was this burden for what the less privileged perhaps your voice is for you to be in business to procure solutions in a as a, by reason of your product to solve a particular problem praise god you know i remember a lady who started off um, a beverage brand and the reason why she started off a beverage brand was simple because she wanted to give her child something that was organic but she could not find and so she said if i can't find the solution and i know the problem then i am destined to be the solution and so i'm saying to someone today perhaps all you see are problems around you praise god why don't you allow the holy spirit to create a desire for you to be the solution to that problem because this is how god gets to glory after all the bible explicitly tells us in matthew chapter 5 it says that what no sorry matthew 6 it says that what that ye are the salt of the earth sorry matthew 5 verse 13 it says that what that you are the light of the world you are a city set upon a hill and he said that you are the salt of the earth mind you the essence of salt is to bring taste to every meal the essence of salt is to preserve that meal from decaying 
praise the Lord. And so if that be the case, and the Bible likens you and I as salt, that means I'm supposed to be the solution to somebody's problem. Praise the Lord. You are supposed to be that as a result of you. People are saying, thank you, Jesus, for sending this person my way. Because that is when God is giving, is getting the glory. That's why the Bible tells us that what? Carry on doing your good works. That's what men will see and give your father in heaven the glory. God gets the glory when you are fulfilling destiny. That is the design of who you are. And so it says that and it came to into Moses' heart to visit his brethren. That was how he started working in destiny. Because when he saw how his brethren were maltreated in Egypt, that burden came. You know, a friend of mine will always tell me that until it becomes a burden, you cannot be bothered. Praise God. I say it again. Until it becomes a burden, you cannot be bothered. And so whatever is bothering you is a burden. Why don't you allow God to use you to be the solution to that particular problem? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The second D or the, or the demand of destiny is that what? You must have a dream. Praise God. You must have a dream. I'm not talking about the ones that you will sleep and it will come to you. No. I'm talking about the ones that when you close your eyes, what do you see of yourself? Praise God. Hallelujah. What do you see of yourself? I remember one time I was speaking with my wife, you know, and she was telling me that, you know, that when she was much younger, as a result of how she grew up, you know, there were certain things that she could not see in her future until she encountered Christ. Praise God. And so in the light of that, you begin to understand that a dream is that thing that when you close your eyes, not to sleep, but just to imagine, just to go beyond your current limitations and to travel into the future, what do you see yourself? That's why even when you apply for jobs, they will ask you, where do you see yourself five years, ten years from now? The reason is, I want to know, is this person a dreamer or not? The world is earning for dreamers. Praise God. The world is calling for Josephs. Yes, the brothers were saying, oh, there comes the dreamer. But guess what? That dreamer was the one who preserved their destiny, future years to come. Why? Because had Joseph not gone to Egypt, how would Israel be preserved when there was famine for seven years? And so the world is calling for dreamers. And I'm beckoning on you this morning. Can you dream a bit? Praise God. Can you allow God to dream through you? Praise God. And so when you're talking about the dream here, you look at the encounter Abraham had with God. The Bible said that, and God said to Abraham, Genesis 12, verse 14 to 15, it says, and the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had parted from him, he said, look around you, hallelujah, from where you are to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west. And it says, all the land that you see, praise the Lord, very key, all the land that you see, I would give you and your offsprings forever. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Galatians chapter 3, just to tell you how far Abraham, Abraham saw. The Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 3, it tells us that what? 
everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ is a seed of Abraham. And so for that reason, Abraham saw, he saw beyond his physical eyes, his mind traveled. He allowed God to dream through him because he has seen many generations upon generations to come. And so the day you gave your life to Christ and you were aligned to the lineage of Abraham, I dare tell you this, Abraham saw you. Praise the Lord. That's the ability of a dream. And so when you are dreaming, what do you see of yourself? What image do you see? This is why I say it's key that the subject of destiny cannot be discussed except identity is first addressed. Praise God. The subject of destiny cannot be discussed until identity is first addressed. Why? Because if you understand who you are, then you are able to dream. For, for me, what I'm doing today, by the grace of God, I dreamt this. Praise God. It was a yearning. It was a yearning within me. The things that I'm going to be doing tomorrow that you are yet to hear about, I dreamt them. And guess what? I'm still dreaming today. Praise God. Because the reality of it is what many a times we allow our circumstances to influence our ability to dream. But guess what? Your current limitations cannot determine the lack of resources for your dream. Praise the Lord. Your current situation should not have the ability to stop you from dreaming. Joseph was in the prison but he saw himself as a prime minister and i'm telling you today my brother my sister wherever you are across the world that is watching me this morning can i allow you or can you allow yourself to dream let god dream a true you praise the lord hallelujah let god dream a true you and so we have touched on the subject of what first and foremost we talked about the aspect of what you having what for many of us who are typing, first and foremost, you must have what? A desire. The Lord would place a burden within you. Secondly, you would have what? A dream. And thirdly, we are talking about what? Decision. Praise God. And so for that reason, you have a desire. You have a dream. But guess what? A dream would remain a dream if you do not take actions towards that dream. The Bible tells in the book of James, it says that what? For faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. And it says, show me your faith and I will show you my works. Praise God. And so every dream you have must be complemented with adequate or requisite action for it to bring about destiny fulfillment. And so it is a mathematical equation. I will say that what? What? Desire plus what? Dreaming plus decisions the decision to act will equate into what? Destiny fulfillment. Hallelujah. Until you take that decision that you know what? That's right. I'm tired of considering my limitations. I'm going to take a step in the direction of my dream. I dare say that there is somebody here. You have had this dream for so long but you don't know what to do about it you look around you you look at your inadequacies you look at your resources and you're asking but lord how can this thing be seeing that i know not a man but the answer of the lord that i'm telling you today is the same answer the angel gave to mary and the answer was 
the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The zeal of the Lord shall perform it. I say it that what, what God calls you to do, God is committed what to provide. And as a proof of confirmation, I prophesy to you that as you begin to take steps in that light, God will begin to open doors for you. Because that door that is opening is a proof that God sent you there. And so perhaps you have been trying to open a door and it's not opening. Guess what? Perhaps God is trying to direct you to the right door. Praise God. God is trying to direct you into the right thing you're supposed to be doing. And that is where God gets to glory because grace only complements what? What God has called you to do. Paul says that what? I am what I am only but by the grace of God. And so by way of charge this morning, why don't you take that decision that I'm going to do something for God. I'm going to do something about that dream. Because many a times we are fixated with the idea of starting big. But no, a man of God said that what? You don't grow big to become big. You start what? You start small to grow big. Hallelujah. Everything that is big to, uh, today started from small and so why don't you start small and see what god would do with your little praise god hallelujah and so when you look at this of, of decisions a very powerful scripture second kings verse 7 verse 3 to 5 it tells us that there was famine in the land and of the least likeliest of people this is i believe this passage is a message to somebody i say that because the bible tells us here that now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. Now, these were individuals who were rejects. These were people who were ostracized from the community. These were people who people looked down on them. They were the scum of the earth. There was nothing good about them. There was nothing desirable about them. There was no comeliness in them whatsoever. But guess what? Perhaps you're one of those people who perhaps you consider yourself as a leper. There is nothing good about you. There is no gifting about you. There is nothing good. Perhaps you are judging your destiny based on your looks. Guess what? When it comes to destiny is not based on looks it's based on calling hallelujah when you're talking about destiny it's not based on looks it's based on god's deposit in you and so the bible said that what and they said to one another why are we sitting here until we die it says if we say we will enter the city the famine is in the city and we shall die there and if we sit here we die also it says now therefore Come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. And if they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only but what? Die. Guess what? You see, one of the things that the enemy tries to do is that what? He overemphasizes our fears in our minds. And for the lepers here, death was their biggest fear. But guess what? As they began to speak, of the things that they were going to do, their fear began to shrink. How do I know? They were afraid of death. When you read verse 3 and verse 4, but when you read towards the later end of verse 4, it said that what? It said that we shall only die. Therefore, they had shrunk their limitations. They had shrunk their fear. And guess what? They rose. And for many of us who know that scripture, these lepers were the solution to the nation's problem. 
praise God. And so I say it again and I prophesy to somebody, you that is watching me today, you are the solution to your family's problem. If not, God will not have put you in that family. You are the solution to your society's problem. If not, God would not place you there. I tell you this, if there's anything that God hates most is waste. God, everything God does is planned. Hallelujah. And so where you are today, perhaps you are watching me from Swansea. You could have been anywhere in the world, but God put you in Swansea. Praise the Lord. You could have been anywhere in the world, but God put you where you are. You could have been in any family in the world, but God chose your family. And there is a plan for you to be there. Why don't you embrace that plan and take decisions? Hallelujah. Take active steps and see how God will back you up. Because what a song says that what? I proclaim that you are the one backing me up. If God is backing you up, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, I think verse 36, it says, if God be for me, who then can be against me? Hallelujah. If God be for me, who then can be against me? The next D, the next D of destiny, as we begin to draw the curtain to a close, is what? Details. Hallelujah. It's not enough to have a desire. Praise God. And this is where many of us get carried away. We have a desire. Oh, God has called me to do this. That's fantastic. Then the next phase is that what? We must what? After a desire, we must what? Have a dream. After the dreaming, guess what? We must what? After the dreaming, guess what? Can somebody tell me? Praise the Lord. Then we take a decision. After the decision, then the next thing is the details. You must ask God, how do you want me to accomplish this journey? Praise God. The details is as important as the dream. The details is as important as the desire. The details is as important as your decision. I say this because without the details, your destiny can be derailed. Hallelujah. Without the details, your destiny can be derailed. Yes, God is telling me to go to London. I've never been to London before, for example. I must ask the question, how do I get to London? Even in getting to London, should I drive myself? Because in my driving, could I miss out something in destiny? Am I supposed to take the train? Perhaps the person who is supposed to help me when I get to London is supposed to be on that train. Am I supposed to take a bus? Because if I take a bus, the person who I'm supposed to meet is supposed to be on that bus. The details are as important as your desire, as your dream, as your decision. Details are important. That's why even when you sign contracts, for many of us, which I'm guilty of, whenever you download an app, they just say, oh, accept, you click, 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 accept terms and conditions. But guess what? When things go wrong, they will ask you, but did you read the fine print? Did you read the final details? In order for our destiny not to be derailed, we must ask God for the details. And what do I mean by this? Look at what the Bible says about the destiny of Samson. And you will tell me whether he derailed or not. The Bible tells us here in the book of Judges 13 from verses 6 to 7. It says, so the woman came and told her husband, saying, a man of God came to me and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was. 
and he did not tell me his name and he said to me behold you shall conceive and bear a son look at the details now no drink no wine or similar drink nor eat anything unclean for this child shall be what a nazarite to god from the womb to the day of his death now when you go and read what or who a nazarite is nazarites don't cut their hair praise god nazarites don't cut their hair samson came onto the scene for a reason the philistines for so long had oppressed the children of israel and god sent a solution to their problem that solution was in the person of samson and samson was working in destiny but he did not know the details praise god because if he knew the I dare even say that he knew the details. Why? Because when Delilah asked him, what is the source of your strength? He said, you know what is in my head. And that was how he lost or he derailed in destiny. But thank God for mercy. Thank God for mercy. I say this because perhaps you have gotten things wrong and you have been beaten as a result of those wrong decisions those wrong steps god is showing you mercy today the reason why you are here is to encounter the mercy of god hallelujah you are not here by chance you are here by design god has destined thee that on this date the 16th of january 2022 you are listening to me today because mercy has come to your door hallelujah you must ask details and i say this because many at times in our generation we tend to see our destiny as collective but destiny is personal it is unique it is bespoke you know a man of god said that what Pastor Abbasi, he said that what your calling determines your consecration. Praise God. Your calling determines your consecration. In other words, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Other people may do it and get away with it, but not you. And the reason why it's not you is because there is a details of the things that you must do in destiny. Praise the Lord. There is a detail of what God will have you do. That's why, for example, many people will have the argument in church. Oh, is drinking alcohol good? Is drinking alcohol a sin? Blah, 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 blah. But the reality of it is what? I'm of the opinion that this is an argument that will carry on till Jesus comes. But guess what? When you read Psalm, sorry, Proverbs chapter 30, I believe, verse 1, the Bible says that what? Wine are not meant for kings. Hallelujah. Very, very key. Wine are not meant for kings. And so the question is, do you see yourself as a king or as a servant? Because a servant can drink wine and get away with it. But wines are not meant for kings. Why? Because when a king drinks wine, he might lose his countenance or his perception. I give you a good example. The Bible says that what, as a result of Herod, Herod being drunk and Herodias' daughter dancing before him, what did he do? He made a flippant statement. And guess what? The words of kings are sure. You can't take it back and say, I did not mean it. As a king, he had given every word of the king is a decree. 
and decrees are designed to be executed. And that was how John the Baptist was killed. Praise the Lord. And so for that reason, you understand that your calling determines your consecration. What God has called you to do, other, there are certain things that you must not do that others may be doing and it's okay. But what about you? This is why I said that what? Your destiny is bespoke. It is uniquely crafted for you. And so you must inquire of God the details of what you must do. My calling is different as an, as an individual. There are certain things that God will have me not do that if any other person might do it, it's okay. But if I do it, that's that's big trouble hallelujah and finally for today's service the last d is what discipline hallelujah every craft every destiny has certain disciplines ascribed to it look at what the bible tells us here in the book of first corinthians 9 verse 27 talking about um, and and i put it here from the new living translation this was Apostle Paul speaking, and he says, So I run with purpose in every step. In other words, I'm not just beating about the bush, I'm not shadow boxing. He said, The what? I take and deliberate about every single thing that I do. I tell you this every book I read, I'm deliberate. I don't just do things for doing sake. I read according to what God has called me to do. Every single thing I watch, there is an intent to why I do it. There must be a disciplined approach you must imbibe if you are going to fulfill destiny. Verse 27, he says, I discipline my body. Hallelujah. I discipline my body like an athlete. Therefore, you understand that athletes don't get to eat what everybody eats you know that's why you see most footballers i i enjoy watching football most footballers the moment they retire they lose their body shape because in the seasons when they were playing football there were certain things that they were not supposed to do i'm a big fan of cristiano, cristiano ronaldo because I admire the discipline and the approach to which he embraces his craft. And the same thing must be of you and I. He said that what I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Hallelujah. Indolence is a disease. Complacency is a damager of destiny. Praise God. Indiscipline would destroy your destiny, no matter how great. He says, otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Can you imagine that I'm here championing destiny and I lose out of my own destiny? God forbid. And so there is a required discipline that you and I must what? make ours or subject ourselves to if we're going to fulfill destiny look at what this great man said he said one of the great tragedies we witness almost daily is the tragedy of men of high aim and low achievement hallelujah they aim high they have fantastic dreams but when it comes to achievement their achievements are low their motives are noble they want to do great things they want to transform the society he says their proclaimed ambition is praiseworthy they talk a good talk he says but their capacity to achieve is great he says but their discipline is weak and so they succumb to indolence their appetite robs them of their will hallelujah by the grace of god as a church we are at a season of fasting for 50 days but the point is that what it could have been anybody anybody can eat 
but for us as a mission. This is what our leader, our Father and the Lord has told us to do. And the question is, are you going to sacrifice your destiny as a result of your appetite? Praise God. So you understand fully well that what discipline must be imbibed if you and I are going to fulfill destiny. Praise God. We must be men and women of discipline. This is why you must ask the Holy Spirit, help me, help me account put yourself accountable to people who would serve as guards as safeguards to ensure that you reach your target praise god that you reach your target and i trust that the lord would make his help available so long as we ask of him in the name of jesus in conclusion someone said that what destiny is not a matter of chance nobody arrives at a future they did not bank for praise god Every destiny is not a matter of chance. It is a matter of choice. Praise God. Your destiny is not a matter of chance, but a matter of choice. It is not a thing to be waited for. It is a thing that must be what achieved. And so my essence of today's sermon, exhortation, is to get you angry enough to take steps in the light of what God has called you to do. Why? Because if 2020 is going to be different from 2021 you and i must begin to do in 2022 what we didn't do in 2021 the next level of you requires a next level of discipline and i trust that god would help you and i to make the best of this year in jesus mighty name hallelujah but again all the subject of destiny Starts with what? When you identify yourself with Christ. This is why Paul, in addressing the Philippian church, he says that what? All things work together for the good of them that love God and are called. Are you called of God? The privilege of being called of God is that what? You what? Accept Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. The Bible says that what? Many are called, but a few are chosen. If you want to be chosen of God, all you need to do, Jesus said in the book of Revelation that I stand at the door and I knock. If anybody opens the door, I will come in and I will sup with him. Jesus wants to be in your life today. And I pray because the reality of it is what the day you decide to start with Jesus, that is the day your destiny starts. And so for that reason, can I please indulge you? If you're watching me on Facebook, YouTube, wherever it is, or if you're listening to the podcast sometime in the week, Jesus is calling on you today. Jesus wants to make the best of your life. Like I said earlier on, your destiny can never be mismanaged by God. He is the one who is looking at, as a matter of fact, he's invested in seeing that your destiny is completely fulfilled. So why don't you say this prayer with me and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I ask that you will show me mercy as I come under the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from every unrighteousness and grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation, even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. If you have said this prayer with me, I trust that the media team would have put across um, 
the tagline for you to contact us, reach out to us. Our responsibility is to ensure that you fulfill your destiny. Send us an email and I trust that the Lord would bless you in the name of Jesus. Father God in heaven, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters who have heard me. I ask that this word that is sown in their hearts will be preserved in the name of Jesus and that your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm so grateful that you lent me your hearts this morning for me to sow the seed of the word of God in your hearts. And I trust God that this seed that we have sown will bring about a remarkable transformation in your life. God is designed or is desiring to make the best of your destiny. All I'm asking is, let him do what he would do. He is the potter and we are the clay. Let him mold you into that great edifice that when you look back, all you'll be saying is, see what the Lord has done. What I've been waiting for is what he has done for me. Glory be to his holy name. God bless you. Amen.